living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this Christ. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. You may be seated. I like to play softball. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I like all facets of the sport, whether it's defense, offense, strategy. When I was in school, speaking of sports, I was never picked first. And maybe all were that first pick category where you were really good or they well liked. But I was somewhere near to the middle or the bottom while they were picking. Now, I was good at sports, but... They didn't pick on whether or not I was good at sports. Their choices were made on the relationships they had with their friends. And so I knew when they picked me, it's because they had to, not because they wanted to. I tell that story because there are times in our lives when we feel like we're not the first choice. On this Christmas Eve, we look at one of the most telling stories of the birth of Christ. Now, at first glance, the story of the shepherds hmm, doesn't seem to be a lot in this story. I mean, you know, isn't it just some shepherds being told by an angel that the Christ child is born? Well, yes. And it's an incredible scene, as you can imagine, or maybe not, with all of the angels praising God as they sing glory to God. But what's all this got to do with us? Is there any significance in the shepherd's story that applies to our lives? Yeah, let's find out. In case you didn't know, I'm going to give you a little history. Shepherds were considered unclean. Think about that. They were living, it says in verse 8, living out in the fields. That's where they spent their life, living in the fields. They didn't leave the sheep. They were there all the time. So, obviously, not a healthy, clean environment. So, very unclean. And the work they did made them low on their society's social status. 
because they didn't bathe very often. They didn't get an opportunity to uh, socialize with other people. And uh, they were considered not only dirty, but unclean and not a part of mainstream society. Well, they weren't. They were always in the field. They didn't go anywhere else. This was their life. And they were, uh, they were content with that, shall we say. But they were not considered people with value or credibility. So when someone said, well, the shepherd said this, or go ask the shepherd, they were not really going to find a witness that they would trust because they were unclean. Shepherds were considered greedy and self-absorbed and just undesirables, if you will. Because they just weren't decent people in, in the society's mind. And clean people, high-minded Jewish community, would never consider themselves for that line of work. Never. Consider the story of the prodigal son. When he leaves and goes to a foreign country, he starts taking care of and tending the hogs. Now, that story tells us that because it's an undesirable choice. It's one of the worst choices is to work with an unclean animal. The hogs. So that's why that story is powerful when he says uh, he went to work with pigs because he chose to be unclean among unclean animals. And get this, in the story of the prodigal son, the prodigal son was considered less valuable than the pigs he was watching. The pigs actually had food value. He had only value in terms of what he could do to make sure those pigs were kept. But no other value. Shepherds were unmarried. Therefore, no children, no offspring, and no prospect of marriage. It was a strictly male-dominated field. There were no females watching sheep at all. It was not a woman's work. Their job was much different. And they had no prospect of ever having families because their life was sheep. So in my mind, it, it probably took a special person to be able to do that. I, don't, I couldn't have done that. Maybe you could have, and you would have understood the long hours and the nonstop dangers that could be present. But I'm, I'm not a kind of person who just want to throw away my family that could come or offspring or anything like that just to tend sheep. But these folks would do it. And the problem, though, is when you signed up to be a shepherd, you were signing up to be what's considered a pagan. Or a Gentile, always ritually unclean and unwelcome in the community of God. You hear that? Unwanted and unwelcomed in the community of God. They were outsiders. Not just by their work, but by the way they were seen. Maybe this is what the pool of people were selected for for this work understood. But please understand, David, who became king, was not of that kind of shepherd. He considered himself someone God considered and loved. It was long before the temple sacrifices were in 
multitude. David was a shepherd and he was respected. Now, what about these shepherds? What's so interesting about them that says that they were watching their flock by night? And what kind of flock were they watching of the lambs? It was the temple flock. They were watching the flock that was sent to the temple for sacrifices. So that's what their job was. It was a very large flock. There were also large flocks of other animals in the vicinity where the other sacrificial animals needed. If you ever read the Old Testament, you'll see that sometimes they offered thousands of animals on a single day. They had to come from somewhere and someone had to either ranch them or shepherd them. And those large flocks had to continuously be restored and repopulated. And those uh, jobs, if you will, were uh, tiring. And the reason all this is, as you can see, is the temple was big business. In verse 15, it tells the story. When the angels had gone away from the shepherds into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. It does not say that they have to go, but that they are invited to go. It does not say, go see them. But when they heard it, they said, let's go. I like this scene when the angel makes the announcement. I would I I don't know what it looks like, but with the hosts of heaven singing hallelujah and praising God, I wonder what that choral sound was like. Can you imagine? Can you imagine telling that story and having heard the voices of heaven singing in perfect harmony? Wow. I just don't know how that could be. But that seems kind of significant. But more significant is that God was choosing the lowest people in society to tell of the birth of his son. God chose the lowest to proclaim his highest. When God asks us to do something, he often uses a messenger to get that message to us. The shepherds knew what God told them, but it's the angel that did the work. Gabriel. We give credit to God for what his messengers do as they are ascribing all of the credit to God for sending them. This knowing that God's going to get the glory for them sending the message to the shepherds is their desire that God would get the glory. That's their heart. We want God to be honored for this, not us. So it's not about the angels. It's about God sending his son and announcing the birth of his child. When I was working in Mississippi at a rehab center, we had pickup softball games at work. And can you guess this? I wasn't selected first for that team either. (laughs) I was middle of the pack like always. But I started getting more flexible and working out at that period in my life. Started getting stronger. And the next game we played after I started working out, I jacked my first home run in my life over the left field fence. I mean, way over the left field fence. They had to go into the woods to find the thing. 
And I'd never done that before. I went, wow, I'm, I was 40. It's the first time I'd hit a homer and I was 40. Little League and all those other games that I'd played over the years, I'd never got anything more than a single. But there it was, out of the park. And after that, when I'd come up to bat, people would back up. It was weird because it never happened in my life. But they were respecting me as a hitter. And they would back up near the fence because that's how far I was starting to hit it. I became a coveted player after that. It was not a role I was used to, but I had found my niche. I was good at shortstop and I could hit the ball a long way because I was very strong from working out. I was wanted on the team. This is what the angel was telling the shepherds. You are wanted on the team in the community of God and God picked you first. He told you before anybody else. He honored them. Why did he do that? Why was that so important to tell the shepherds first? Well, I think, according to this passage, it would lend us to believe that the babe was born in the dark at night. And he wanted to tell somebody who was awake. The shepherds. They were awake. And so he went to them with Gabriel. But I think, even more so, it's because of their specific awareness of who Jesus was. Not that they knew that Jesus was a Christ child when it was announced before then, but when it was announced, they understood. And let me explain. In verse 16, it says, They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Did they hurry because they wanted to get there and then get back to the flock and do their job? No. I think it's because with joy, God told them about it and said, you're welcome to go see him. We, I want you to go see him. And, and, and what he says to them in the pronouncement by Gabriel is profound. In verse 8, it says, they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Not flocks, flock. Many shepherds watching the temple flock. They were, I don't know how many, obviously I wasn't there, but many shepherds were required to watch the thousands and thousands and thousands of lambs to keep them safe. Not just a few, one shepherd when I was in Israel could watch over about 30 lambs, maybe 40. Any more than that, and they needed more people to work them. So one person could watch 40. But there were many shepherds here. And that's who the announcement came to. But here's what it says. There is a sign for you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. We know the story. But we don't know the story as why that was important to the shepherds. On certain times of the year, a Paschal lamb was required. A Paschal lamb had to be the most perfect lamb in the flock. And that perfect lamb, when they saw it, they would do something unique with that lamb. They would take that lamb and swaddle it, wrap it up, 
and stick it into a feed trough so it wouldn't be trampled or taken advantage of and to keep it safe until it was time for it to go to the temple. So they swaddled the perfect lamb and put it in a manger. So when the angel said to him, all the shepherds, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. They knew they meant this was a perfect lamb. A perfect lamb. Nobody else would have understood that but shepherds. Because that was their job. That's what they did. They took care of the perfect lamb. And sometimes the unsung heroes and what we do seems unacclaimed or uncredited or unimportant. But there comes a time when God says, I need this little thing that you can do that nobody else can do. And you might not think it's much, but the shepherds got to hear the announcement of the birth of the king. And your little thing that you think isn't really that valuable, God could use to announce a kingdom or the king to someone who doesn't know him. The lamb that was set for the Paschal feast that was used in the temple by the priests was set aside for a specific purpose. Jesus Christ came for a specific purpose. And so they wanted to see exactly what God was talking about. God chose the outcasts, the unwanted, the undesirables, those who were considered as refuse of the people, to make his word known to first. He chose them. Sometimes you may feel like I did. Why don't I ever get picked first? Well, I know what that feels like to be last or next to last or in the middle of the pack. Because uh, nobody wants you that way to play on their team. But God doesn't see you that way. He sees you as precious, as valuable, no matter what society tells you or what your own thoughts have told you about yourself. He sees you as valuable. He sees you as precious and he chooses you and he chooses you in Christ. There is no other way to be saved but through Jesus and all are welcome. None will be turned away. So no matter what people have said or how you feel about yourself, or you might think, you know, I don't know if God can love me. He already does. He's chosen you. As a matter of fact, Scripture says you are accepted in His beloved. Wanted, even. And God looks at you and says, how could I ever forget you? I created you on the palm of my hand. How could I ever cast you aside? This is the celebration of Jesus Christ as we're chosen. And He chose you too. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for the witness of the shepherds that the perfect lamb swallowed was Jesus.
not the Paschal lamb, but Jesus, who's the true lamb to remove the sin of the world. Even as John the Baptist said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he pronounced what the shepherds knew. And it confirmed yet again that all who belong to Christ are free and no longer entangled in a yoke of bondage. So, Lord, may we be of those who come to you and say, Lord, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for including me. Draw me in and remind me that you call me today to be part of your family forever. Amen.